Good morning to you. This is Mike Smith. We've got an awesome Monday morning show for you today, including Canada getting set for Trump 2.0 here. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau here now is saying that they're following political developments in the United States. Of course, the U.S. presidential election really heating up here now. And Trudeau says they are prepared for a potential return of Donald Trump to the White House. What would it mean for Canada? Canada's ambassador to the United States says the Trudeau government consulting our allies on this. Canada talking to members of the U.S. Congress about the potential for another Trump presidency. We'll talk about that today. It is um, wild politics down there right now, uh, including that special prosecutor's report came out last week on Democratic President Joe Biden questioning his mental acuity and his memory. Lots of Democrats worried here. Trump made some wild comments last week about NATO. Definitely want to stick around for that, okay? So we got that for you on the show today. Speaking of uh, wild stories here, we'll tell you about the couple that hosts that hunting TV show. They got rung up on poaching charges in B.C. and Alberta. This is crazy story. So this is a TV show called Alpine Carnivore. It's a streaming TV show done by the Wild TV Streaming TV Network. And very popular on social media. (laughs) They get rung up on very, very serious poaching charges in Alberta and British Columbia as well. I've got a great guest on that today. We'll tell you all about that on the show today. So we have all that and lots more. But first, we start with BC Premier David Eby here uh, complaining about the new parole conditions here for convicted child sex offender Randall Hopley. Remember that guy? That That's the guy who walked away from that halfway house last year? took off his ankle monitoring bracelet. So the Parole Board of Canada now has not changed his release conditions. He could po- he could possibly uh, be released again. Got Brad West standing by to discuss. First, have a listen to EB here complaining about this. And this guy was told, stay away from kids. Very straightforward condition. Where was he arrested? Uh, just meters away from kids in a public library. Now... We find out that he's been released again with the same conditions. Um, clearly, there is something that is not working here. Okay. Yeah, he said there's something not working. He's going to complain to Ottawa about it. Let's discuss now with my guest, Brad West, the mayor of Port Coquitlam. Very pleased to welcome him back. Brad, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, Mike. Yeah, you're welcome. And I know you've been very outspoken on this case, the Hopley case here. What do you think about this now? So the conditions, this is a federal decision from the Parole Board of Canada. So they did not change his his release conditions. So he could possibly, right, he could possibly be released again if he gets approval to be released into the community, correct? Correct. And what it shows is that this system is a complete and utter farce, Mike. Uh, And this isn't the only decision. There's been a lot of decisions, um, but this is you know, the the latest and greatest from the parole board. And what it shows is that uh, in Canada, the way our system works is the rights of criminals will always be prioritized. You know, you think about Mm. this, um, there's literally no consequence to what he's done here. And this is, again, not not the first time you know, this is not the first time he has broken conditions that have been placed on him. He's broken them repeatedly. And what happens? Absolutely nothing. So what sort of message do we think that that sends to an individual like Randall Hopley, who, as you noted, 
uh, is a convicted child sex offender. Yeah. Someone who, you know, I was thinking to myself, it's actually insane, in my opinion, that we're even discussing what should be the conditions of his release. This is someone who should never be released. Well, yeah. Let's 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 remind them. Let's remind the listeners, Brad, who this guy is. So 58 years old, convicted high-risk sex offender. His most notorious crime in 2011, he abducted a three-year-old boy from his home in Sparwood, B.C., held the boy captive in a cabin for four days before returning him um, physically unharmed. I stress physically, apparently physically unharmed here. And police have also said that he's got a history of uh, sexual assault, committing sex offenses against children, especially a danger to young boys, police warned. So how is this? So this guy, it appears he's living in a halfway house again. Go ahead. Yeah, Mike, do do those sound like the actions of someone who should be out of prison? You know, uh, in in a halfway (laughs) house where he can, has shown, has demonstrated his ability to just walk away. I, I mean, again, this is the result of a system that puts more emphasis on the rights of this individual than on the community at large. And, and it's ridiculous. I think people are completely fed up. I'm, you know, I'm glad that the premier is gonna, gonna raise it. But what we need here is a movement, not just a, a moment of outrage. This happens far too often. We get a story like this, you get a bunch of politicians say, this is outrageous. And then they wait and nothing happens and people move on. We need to take how we're feeling right now and channel that and finally get the changes that I think the vast majority of the public wants to see. I mean, this is just, it's ridiculous. There's no, there's no defending it. Uh, And the fact that it continues to happen shows how poorly the public is being served uh, by these systems that have been set up. Yeah. And it's getting, it's getting really bothersomely familiar because we see different cases happening in the same manner so people will remember uh blair donnelly this is the guy who was released from the forensic psychiatric hospital in in coquitlam last year and then now accused of stabbing three people in, in chinatown and david eby let's go back to that now because eby when this guy was released from that psychiatric hospital and this is a guy by the way who stabbed his own 16 year old daughter to death and then was found not criminally responsible, basically because of insanity. And he's been let out several other times. And all, and he just keeps stabbing people. All this guy does is stab people when they let him out. So here is E.B. after he was released and then allegedly stabbed these people in Chinatown. This was E.B. at that time last year. I am so angry. I am white-hot angry that this person was released unaccompanied into the community to have a devastating impact. Yeah, and what I recall then, Brad, was E.B. said, well, there will be an investigation into how this was a provincial board that released him, on this, that, that released that guy. I'm still waiting for right. the result of that investigation. Your thoughts? Yeah, they, they get uh, you know someone who's retired uh, from within the system to take a look at this stuff. And again, I think what it is, is, is it's trying to kind of respond to the, the public outrage uh, in the moment, in the hopes that people will move on and forget. But you're right, Mike. This happens over and over and over and over again. So what I'm white hot with anger about is the fact that no one does a damn thing about it. Nothing changes. There's no action. There's a whole bunch of words. 
but nothing actually changes because it continues to happen and innocent people continue to get victimized. Enough. Change it. Yeah, I agree with you. And when I listen to E.B. talking about how white hot angry he is, I would ask him, well, where, where is the result of this investigation that you had promised here last year when, after that, those Chinatown stabbings? Here's what I want to do right now, Brad. Let's fit in a quick break here right now. And then on the other side, OK, we'll change gears, talk about a different topic. It, are the municipal governments wasting your money on non-essential priorities here? Case in point, suing big oil. Have you heard about this campaign here now to convince municipal governments, take taxpayers' money and sue the big oil companies for climate change? Let's have a listen to Avi Lewis here. He's the leader of this campaign, suing big oil. Have a listen. We here on these lands in the so-called British Columbia are going to sue big oil. This is an historic moment, um, and you are going to be able to tell everyone that you were here when it began. Yeah, I doubt it's going to go anywhere except waste a lot of money, in my opinion. I want to get Brad West's thoughts on it on the other side. Brad West is my guest, the mayor of Port Coquitlam, talking about this sue big oil movement. So there have been some municipal municipalities in bc brad that have backed this so the district of squamish has signed on to this yeah let's uh use taxpayers money to sue big oil gibson's view view royal uh what do you think of that have they come to you guys there in uh in poco and said hey can you give us money here to sue big oil uh they did come to poco actually and uh they got a pretty cool response because that's not our responsibility as local government that's not our job. That's not our core service. You know, yeah. some of these cities can't even properly remove snow. And yet mm. they think they're going to take on big oil. I mean, how about first things first, Mike? How about focusing on the things that local government is actually responsible for? Because there, there are things, by the way, that people actually send their tax dollars to City Hall for. And it seems that there are uh, some municipalities that are pretty disinterested in the things that they're actually responsible for. And you get city councillors who think that they've been elected to the United Nations, not to city council. Uh, and to me, <laughs> this is an example of that. Uh, I mean, and, and it's why um, in many places, uh, you know, property taxes are increasing at a very significant clip because you get this uh, focus on everything except the core responsibility of the municipality. And that costs money. Well, well, let me play a clip here for you, Vancouver City Councillor Adrian Carr, who on an earlier show, and she argues that actually suing big oil companies is part of the core responsibility of running a city because of the costs of climate change. So she says climate change is very expensive. These big oil companies are responsible. Let's sue them up the wazoo. Here she is, Vancouver City Councillor Adrian Carr. Have a listen. The heat dome, the atmospheric river, polar vortex last year. What do you think the city is spending right now just to repair the damage? You're thinking like a dinosaur. We have to get off fossil fuels. Let's make the oil companies help us by giving us back the money we've already spent and will need to spend to repair damage. Okay, so she says climate change is costing the city a ton of money. Make big oil pay. Does she have a point? Well, look, if the federal and provincial government want to take on that issue, then they can go ahead. But it's not the responsibility of the local government. Is the city going to sue McDonald's 
uh, and a bunch of fast food companies because we're dealing with massive health-related issues from you know uh, unhealthy food. Don't, like, don't give them any ideas. <laughs> My God, that'll be in, that'll be on the council agenda tomorrow night. You know, it, again, what are we responsible for? What do we get elected to do? Fill yeah. potholes, keep our cities clean, have nice parks, build community recreation centers, get the yeah. garbage picked up. You know, I, I get that for some people, it's not maybe flashy enough, but then you're in the lo- wrong line of work, Mike. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and look, I, to me, I think we've put this in this philosophy of focusing on core services. We put this into practice in Port Coquitlam. And I will tell you that in Port Coquitlam, our taxpayers are paying $1,500 less every year than the average Metro Vancouver taxpayer in property taxes. I mean, that's significant money that a family can use, you know, to take care of things or to, you know, huh. maybe go on a little holiday or something. Um it's achievable if you stay focused on your core responsibilities. Let's squeeze a few calls in here. Michelle in Vancouver. Hi, Michelle. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with Brad more. I think that um, the virtue signaling of suing sort of this uh, unnamed, uh, uh, you know, um, enemy of climate change. Uh, I really think that uh, we need to scale things back and look at the basic core services. When our a city does not collect the green waste every week and every second week, and then, you know, suddenly we have a rat problem. I mean, really, let's <laughs> connect the dots a little bit here on what's going on. Uh, we're not, the roads are atrocious. I took an Uber the other day, and the Uber driver said that these are the worst roads in the Metro Vancouver area. Get back to the basics. We are paying more money and getting less service. Michelle, thank you for the call. I hate that rat story. Every time I see these videos of rats running around, I just I can't handle it. I just can't handle it. You know, Mike, I just say that if if all these activist groups who are promoting this lawsuit are so confident, let them use their own money to do it. Why do they have to come to the taxpayer and say, oh, you should give us a bunch of money to go and do uh, a a Sue Big Oil? Well, if you're so confident, you put up the money. Yeah, You know, these activist groups can raise a lot of money. Let them do it. Why do they have to use the taxpayer money to do it? But really, it's just a PR exercise is what it is. Keep uh, Avi Lewis employed, I suppose. But I don't think it's going to do, you know, actually a lick of good. Squeeze in one more call. Simon in Vancouver. Simon, you have 30 seconds here. Okay, go ahead. Hey, awesome. Hey, I really like what you're saying uh, to the guest there, Brad West. Um, I find Abby Lewis to be a, a pretty funny character calling BC so-called. But I think the politicians, if they want to make any difference here, uh, you know, nothing will change until you get off the climate narrative. And you're going to cut me off. You're going to call me a denier. But the pretext for the argument is false. You know, make taxing emissions isn't going to change the weather. All of these new terms for the Pineapple Express, for the different weather events that are happening, They've always been happening. They're just happening in places that have been built up with the population now, and and it's more yeah. impactful on the floor line. It, it's Th- thank you. I, I get it. I get it. I, I think people. I think climate change is real, though. I, I think you know we got to look around. Take, take a look outside in the last few weeks. Tell me if this uh, what we're seeing is normal. Take a look at the ski hills there in the North Shore. Brad, thank you for coming on today. Thanks for having me, Mike. I appreciate it, Brad West, the mayor of Port Coquitlam. I always appreciate his time.